0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of The Writer's Room. I am your host, Navarleen. I'd like to first start off by saying thank you so much for joining me because, listen, it's been a long time coming. I'm a perfectionist, and sometimes it's to my detriment. I mean, definitely something I need to work on, but we are finally here. We have a lot to get into today, so we're going to start with the Black Reel. The Black Reel is a segment of the show that I hold near and dear because honestly, I think it's really important that we highlight the positive news, positive stories in the Black community, especially now because a lot has been going on lately and a lot of it hasn't been positive. It's bad news. It's old news. It's nothing we haven't seen before. And so, yes, I think highlighting these stories gives us some hope that things that we will progress and things might get better so the people that I've decided to highlight today are Zendaya and Yvonne Orji Yvonne Orji and Zendaya have both been nominated for Emmys okay Zendaya got nominated for best actress in a drama series for her role in Euphoria Yvonne Orji got Nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her role in Insecure. And I know you guys know Insecure because it's been the talk of the town for the past few months. Because a lot of us came out of that um, that series or season finale a little mix of emotions with that. Uh, We will definitely get into Insecure, the Insecure series later on, on another episode. Insecure also was nominated for an emmy for outstanding comedy series so round of applause to these to to our fellow community members and we thank you guys for having the courage to try and attempt and open doors that used to be closed to us because we all know how the emmys used to be like and how we would get slighted get be unrecognized for the work that we have done in the industry okay also this just in you guys i wasn't planning on talking about this but let me tell you something i am a nostalgic person okay so and for those of you you guys are gonna really appreciate this little nugget okay so girlfriends uh complex released a article stating that today on Wednesday Netflix announced that it has secured the streaming rights to a host to hold to a host of popular black sitcoms from the late 1990s and 2000s listen when I saw this I was like yes because I am a 90s baby okay and the I listen on Hulu I have living single on repeat and it never gets old. because sometimes i feel like man those were the times those were the days you know um but yeah the shows that they're gonna be be streaming will include Moesha, Sister Sister, Girlfriends, Girlfriends. Now that's my one, and hopefully this leads to a movie or a sequel or a season or something, a series a series to close out girlfriends because they did not do that show justice. And so hopefully this will gain um maybe give that some more traction for us um the parkers half and half one-on-one and the first three seasons of the game this the first three seasons before it went downhill when it went back to bet so yes you guys i am so excited and i can't wait you know i'm gonna have like a um schedule for me to go ahead and check these out especially now because i think i need a little bit of more black joy little nostalgia to help me out through these times okay of corona and all the craziness that's going on with the elections all right so that's that for the black reel now we're going to move into the next segment called the rough draft Welcome back to The Rough Draft, where we will be making our edits to some of the stories that has been circulating on our timelines. Today, we're going to start with Lou Williams. He is a basketball player. He plays the position of point guard for the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, the story with Lou Williams is that he had to leave the NBA bubble, because if some of you don't know, the NBA season has restarted. He had to leave the NBA bubble in order to deal with a family emergency the problem is that a few days or the day before, a couple days before his return, the picture circulated on Twitter of him at a gentleman's club in Atlanta called Magic City his response to the reports were that he was going to go pick up some food alright right, so (laughs) If I'm picking up food, it's an in-and-out type of situation. I'm not sitting here taking pictures with nobody, especially in the times of corona. In response to the reports, the NBA decided to put him on a 10-day quarantine. Again, the season has restarted. They're about to play the regular season games this week, and he won't be participating, at least until his quarantine time is over. Now, I, I... I have to say that this story is so important because this is just a perfect example as to why it's important for us as individuals to understand that this uh, during the times of the COVID times, we need to be more cognizant of what our actions and of our actions and the effects that it has on the people that are around us, namely our family members and the people that we interact with every single day. Um, I know I'm ready for COVID to be over, but the adjustment is necessary. And the NBA has made really, really good adjustments um, at the restart. And with testing COVID, um, for COVID, testing the players and the staff every day and, you know, making sure that the precautionary measures are taken and, yeah, it sucks, but this is this is the times that we're in right now. So, hopefully, Lou Williams get him, gets himself together because, honestly, I think that he put the Clippers' season in jeopardy. I mean, you're messing with Team Chemistry. You guys, already before the COVID started, that was an email, sorry about that, Um, already before COVID started, you guys didn't, like, Team Chemistry was off. You were just starting to get, Get things together and then COVID happened. And so, this is just another wrench in the team chemistry. So, hopefully, they can get themselves together so we can have a wonderful uh, postseason and they can go at a championship run. All right. The next person I have on the list is a doctor by the name of Stella Emanuels. We are all talking about it. When I found out about this, my cousin had sent me a DM on Instagram. And when I clicked to look at what the article or the post that she sent me, it was deleted. And I asked her what it was and she was like, oh, wow, I guess they deleted it. So it looks like it was this story having to do with Dr. Stella. So she sent me um, a link to an article off of WhatsApp and in the article, you could see a video of Dr. Stella basically stating that there is a cure to COVID um, and her, uh, with the combination of hydrochlorone, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, forgive me. And zinc, those, the combination of those drugs has given her a hundred percent success rate with her patients. And then she was saying, she just basically slammed all the other doctors who talks who have been reporting on the severity of the increases increasing covid cases that are just mounting every single day um everyone had to i hope that people are raising their eyebrows to this story i think because she's a doctor people are giving her credibility now let's keep this in mind she's a primary care physician okay that's now this is talking we're talking about field of specialty. Field of specialty and a doctor who's a primary care doctor versus somebody who is a heart surgeon or radiologist or some um anesthesiologist two two completely different things. I mean they do start out their education general education the same but when they go into their specialties for residency there it's it's like different routes. it's a diversion right there um so that was the number one for me number two i for one, I think it's very unprofessional for her to slam doc the doctors' infectious disease um experts who have done their best to help us through this pandemic. I think it was really unprofessional. I'm not sure how much they paid her or what she got in return for it, but come on um. I do believe that her statement about the 300 and some odd patients that she she treated, okay, there's so many flaws with that. When you are doing, when you are going to make in a hypothesis that this drug actually works, there, there needs to be a study done in order to support that. That's just basic science, okay? I learned this in elementary school when they had us, you know, Swabbing in petri dishes and doing a whole science project and everything. You come up with your hypotheses. You got a control group. You got a test group, and you testing however many patients it was three hundred or so patients. There was no control group. There was no group that didn't get those drugs. There was there wasn't a group that did get there was there wasn't a separate group that did get. You didn't conduct a proper research study to make such claims and it's really really irresponsible because there are so many people out here who understandably so are sick and tired of covid trust me i am i'm with you but we do need to take this disease and this virus very seriously because it is taking lives if we're talking about numbers 99 i want to say 99.5 percent survive but if we're getting like, I'm not, I'm not sure what the numbers are right now, but say they're like 300,000 people who are affected with COVID, 1% of that or less than 1% of that, that's a good amount of people, you know? And I think the, I think people need to keep that in mind. So you have a small sample size of 300 and so people and all of them survive. Eh, that, that sounds about right. Based on, based on Based on just the evidence that we have, or the statistical evidence that we have thus far. So, Miss um, Dr. Stella Emmanuels, I'm going to need you to have several seats, ma'am. Alright, and uh, I want you guys, stories like this are going to continue to come out. I don't know, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but I want us to be well informed moving forward. All right, that's it for the rough draft. Ooh. So it's time to step into the writer's room, you guys. So let's get into this table of contents. Today we're going to be talking about reclaiming our time. What does that mean? How do we do it? And time management. All right, so I decided today that we should talk about this because I think that when COVID started... A lot of us had a lot of time on our hands because everything basically shut down and with that it forced me to take a microscope to how I was spending my time who was I spending my time with and how did it make me feel I think I eventually it got to a point where I didn't really feel like fulfilled um and everything all the news reports and all that stuff it's just it wasn't a good situation so i think these times would definitely forced me to be more intentional, intentional about how i'm spending my time um so some of the questions that i want to ask you guys is who do you spend your time with why do you spend your time with them And how does your interactions with these people make you feel? I think it's really, really important because we don't have much time on our hands. It made me think about all the people who lost their lives. And I have people that I love very much. And I think memories, having memories with these people that I care very much about, who pour into me in so many positive ways, especially when everything is going downhill right now. So with that question in mind, I want you to think about the things that actually make you happy, the things that actually make you fulfilled, and the things that bring you joy. What are those things, and how much time are we giving ourselves to engage in these activities? Because I know we get busy with work, we clock in, we clock out, some of us are salaried, and we get home we're exhausted from work and the day is over you know we eat dinner with our family but the day is over and um I think that once we I want you guys to create that list answering those questions and then see different ways in which you can carve out those times in your life and hopefully at well, when I decided to go with this practice, it actually helped me feel happier. Helped me feel more full. I you know, I had a nice plate of food, you know. <laughs> That's how you know we should strive to feel about this life that we're in today. Because I'm not going to just wither away and die because everything is going to crap. I mean, obviously we got to take the prop- the proper precautions, but I want us to be more intentional about those things. Um, another tool I want you guys to, to try and create is a vision board. That I'm a creative. So that really, really helped me. I said to myself, I'm gonna create a vision board. That this is what I these are the things that I wanna accomplish. These are things that I would like to participate in so i'm gonna start engaging in those things i know that it's really difficult to embark on things that you've never done before or maybe you never made time for it before but i hope with this it just makes it more solid it's right in front of you and you can say let me just take one step forward into the direction of what i want to do all right on the next thing i'm going to talk and then here's how do we do that though that's another question i thought about because i was like man i don't have enough time in the day to get all this crap done and you know i'm a list person i like to make lists you know i have a list of uh, a to-do list i have a list of things that need uh, a schedule a month week out schedule and things like that i learned that i got that tool from college i think though throughout the years I realized that those lists actually gave me or fed my anxiety so I want you guys if you do decide to create a list of to-dos that go hand in hand with the things that you've decided you want to use your time spend your time doing I think that it's important for us to be realistic with what we put on the list. Because I would be putting like 10, 15, 25, 30 things to do in a day. And eventually I realize there's not enough time in a day. And then you, I, you end up feeling discouraged because you didn't get through your list. And so just even putting one thing or two or three and then building yourself up doubt. Like climbing or making your way up the ladder when it comes to accomplishing these different tasks. And it doesn't have to be, oh, you know, uh, oh, I'm going to go to the gym today. It's anything that you feel will make you feel happy well, that will bring you joy. All right. But you ha- for me, creating the list helps because then, you know, it reminds me or helps me to refocus, especially when there's so much outside noise. It's, it's how do we reclaim our time? I think it's definitely sit focused and centered on you and the things that you want, the things that you want, the things that bring you joy, and the things that make you happy. Pre-COVID was a time, oh, oh man, I got paid bills, bills. And you still have to do those things. But I think we can kind of restructure or reconstruct our thinking and make it so that we can... Make some time or squeeze some time into those different things. Um, it could be a career change. It could be, hey, I'm going to start on this project and see where it goes. But the life of like going to work, I mean, if you feel fulfilled in your job, listen, could. Maybe you want to, you know, move up the ladder at work. Whatever it may be, I just want us to start being intentional about taking those steps. I think an important component to that is priorities. What is the highest level of priority? Even when I was making this list in college of to-do lists and schedules and things like that, they had a list of A, B, C, D. These are your priorities. If you list your priorities, say your priority is God or it's your family, it makes it so much easier to tend to the things that you need to tend to in your life. Um, Cause it's so easy for the different parts of our life to fall by the wayside when we're so consumed with what's going on in the world. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't pay attention to what's going on in the world, but I think this is a, a, a intentional act of self care to engage in these different activities and think about these different things that, that will bring us joy, especially in when the media is oversaturated with negativity. I mean, you guys wouldn't believe how hard it was for me to actually find some um black real. It was hard. And so I hope that you guys take the time to write it down. All right. Write it down and some of the things you need to think about when you're doing that is on this list these are things that I really really want to do. We all some of us most of us some I can't speak for everyone, but I have dreams, I have things that I would like to accomplish in this life. And a th- something that I have definitely been struggling with is procrastination. Procrastination and there are different reasons why procrastination happens. One is because maybe we're overwhelming ourselves with too many tasks. So let's like chop it, chop it, break it down, and like let's get into it, right? And then the other one is sometimes I think when we look at the list, it seems so long. It's like, man, I don't even know where to start. So again, chop down and break down that list and get into it. And then I think... The The final component to reclaiming our time is giving yourself some grace and giving yourself some credit for the things that you've actually done on that list. You may have not gotten everything done, but you got something done. And maybe that will encourage you to keep moving, to keep pushing. You know, our value is not by... It's not really by the things that we do, you know. We are just valuable just because. And so with that information, I want you guys, when y'all come back to the Writer's Room, or actually go ahead and email the Writer's Room pod, um, podcast email. It's pod at gmail.com. Again, that's pod at gmail.com. And share with me your thoughts on this. We have a Facebook page community page where we can go ahead and discuss more and delve more into this but you guys that's all i have for you for today um we're gonna have an uh, another episode in the coming week and i hope you guys stay tuned okay bye